From Variety, celebrating 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Awards Circuit Podcast. The Academy Award for Actor goes to Anthony Hopkins, The Father. The Academy congratulates Anthony Hopkins and accepts the Oscar on his behalf. Thank you. And film award season ends on quite a note. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this edition of the podcast, our award circuit roundtable dissects the highs, lows, and everything in between for the 93rd Oscars. It's all next on this mega roundtable edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Variety Award Circuit. I'm Clayton Davis, Film Awards editor at Variety, post-Oscar show with Jazz Tanke. Oh my gosh, Kel surprise. Let's around this season. <laughs> uh, Janelle Riley. Good morning. I saw Janelle last night. That's why I was yeah, like, pretty I late to last see. night. Yeah. And look, yeah. I still got my promising young woman nail polish on. <laughs> oh, nice. And Mike Schneider. Clayton. This is the most subdued I think you've been all season on this podcast, but you it mean was a sleep late night. Deprived. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, it's it's Clayton after hey. hours. Yeah. <laughs> this is late. this is uh, Cinemax Clayton. At this is late night, late night Clayton talk, talking about those Oscars. How about them Oscars, huh? Can I, can I get you with those jams? Listen to the well, end. Let's let's kick it off first by congratulating Mr. Clayton Davis, who won the Variety Oscar pool. He got it. Way to go. I mean, yeah. as it should be. I as know. it should be. As it should be. Yeah. Variety Oscar pool and came in second on Gold Derby Experts. I came in third. I could have come in second had I not changed I went for the emotional mm, so change. Don't ever change. Don't ever change do? those picks. I did. T- you know what? I had my gut picks, which were Anthony Hopkins winning Best Actor, which paid off, and Carrie Mulligan winning Best Actress, which did not pay off this year. Although I'm sure we'll see her back soon. Um, but I did. I did really well. I did the best I've done in years. Um, you know, Colette winning short film. I think messed me up. Yeah. Um, well, the shorts always mess us up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It, what it was uh, like. I, I said on a TV interview earlier in the week, I said, I am predicting Chadwick Boseman fully well knowing that Anthony Hopkins is going to win Best Actor. Like, I knew it. Like, I just knew it. Yeah. And you've I, been, and you've I, been I, talking about yeah, that for a while. You got to listen to yourself. Yeah. yeah. It came up today. I, I tweeted out in October, and Jazz agreed with me on this tweet where I said, like, you know, it reminds me, Anthony Hopkins' performance in The Father reminds me of Renee Zellweger and Judy. I don't see how anyone beats him. Yeah. Yeah. I think this, my comparison yesterday was this is Casey Affleck, Denzel Washington, part two. It's the, it's the correct top two of the category. And they're, I mean, they're just, they, just, they just duked it out. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. And, I, and Riz was in there, too, I think. You know, it would have been, been it would have been a lot less uh, it would have been an easier pill to swallow given the order of things. Yeah. No that, pun intended. Oh my gosh. That was unfortunate. And the funny thing was, so many people that I saw had the same reaction I did, which was wait, we're handing out best picture. Did I miss actor and actress? Yeah. Like, I really was like, how could I have what it 
Yeah, and 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 you know it is confirmed. I mean, the producers were hoping for that emotional sort of wallop at the end. The uh, you know the the Chadwick Boseman even can memorial. I just say even if they would have gotten the Chadwick Boseman thing, that's still not a good note to end on, right? Like it's it's so man- manipulative, and so we want to end with the grieving wife. Like that's what you want to like send us off with. Like that's not. That's your movie ending. It's yeah. interesting that that didn't leak out, though, because the run of show came out like 10 minutes, minutes before. Yeah. Oh, and wow. almost every year, the run Publicists of show Publicists didn't know out. either. Like, the people that were, the nominees that were there didn't know they until really. it just happened. And then I think somebody tweeted, it was like, what if Best Picture is not the last category? Do you know and how I hard, did- it was so hard to hold that all that in, just knowing where we were headed. I was like, oh, no. This Wait, isn't going to go well. you weren't allowed to say? Yeah, yeah I actually yeah. didn't realize that we weren't allowed to say that because, you know, <laughs> usually usually we get the Emmy runner show beforehand and I'm always tweeting like, coming up next, yeah. we got Best Actor. Yeah. So I'm glad I, I, I didn't Oscar do that. Oscar does too, though, but this one they didn't. And that's why I was like, are they going to do something different? And then that's what led us all to believe that they they called PWC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and said, hey, listen, can you tell us who wins actor, Actress and Actor real quick? Just so it would not end up where we ended up. Oh, listen, after Envelope Gate, I think PwC is even more cautious and not sharing that information with anyone. Agreed. So yeah. they're, they're... I mean, look, it was a risk. There were some risks they took during the show that paid off. You know, it's it, it's unfortunate. Before we get into the actual show itself, this, like leading up to the actual show, the buzz was, what if the Oscars were a movie? TM. Is that what the, you know, what's so funny is I heard people talking about that last night and I, I, I wasn't realizing that that was the marketing around it. I it guess I, yeah. All it was. But what does that mean? What does that I, mean? We didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Evidently they didn't either because they didn't well, really get that. Across. It's like they gave us the opening 10 minutes of this movie, right? Like yeah. it remind, it could have been, uh, you know, Ocean's 13. Yeah. Yes. Starring Regina King, please. Right. Walking into, gra- into, uh, calling it Grand Central Station, Union Station, and it was epic. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, let's just forget this whole movie idea. And yeah, just... it's, a, it's an award show. Yeah. Which is fine. Yes, it was like... Just it was a glossed up Golden Globes. I think the the movie thing and and maybe they should have been more specific because when they said this is going to be like a movie, we thought from a storytelling perspective, oh, there's going to be a plot. There, there's going to be yes. sort of like intrigue. they're starting with screenplay. They're but showing no, how it, movies it built. Turns out they just meant it was going to be shot like a movie, so it was going to look a little more cinematic. It was going to be 24 frames per second. It was going to have interesting camera angles. Uh, you know, it was going to look a little more cinematic, but it wasn't a it wasn't going to be told like a, a movie and in hindsight how can you do that it's an award show it's you're going to give out awards. I, I just thought we were going to have a bunch of pre-taped like bits of like people mm-hmm. doing stuff and then it just wasn't you and the know, show was still three hours and 17 minutes i believe even though they shuttled the musical performances to pre-show those long, right. those long speeches especially in the beginning those accepted the speeches. seven minute speech guys hold on elephant in the room where the love letter to movies. Right. Be more specific. Uh, Cliff notes, uh, like movie stars were there. I, I, I like you two mentions the whole show. Francis McDormand's acceptance speech. Oh yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Regina King, I think said something at the beginning, but they, 
Oscar said it's going to be a love letter to movies. Movie theaters were not brought up. Like, it was... It was... My whole thing with variety here of working at variety has always been I want to been I want to be the bridge between consumer and Hollywood because Hollywood has this idea of being the elitist. Yesterday has never looked more pronounced like that. It looked like look at all us famous people in a room we get to hang out and none of y'all get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was to, to me like you know this was the year that they they had permission to blow things up to do yeah. it completely <laughs> yeah. different. If there was ever a year to do it, so why not hold it in movie palaces across the country and and celebrate sort of the history of of you know some of these amazing structures and bring in people and and maybe you populate you know different theaters with that and and just celebrate the idea of movie going and that's what was missing and that's what you needed this year more than anything else was the celebration talk about popcorn you know you know talk talk about you know dark like you talk about the experience and share it with people and and that's how especially in a year where people didn't really know many of the movies uh, consumer wise this is how you bring them in is well here let's introduce you to them let's show you some and let's 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 really engage moviegoers and yeah it kind of felt like that was a true missed opportunity oh that's so brilliant and by the way a friend of mine went to a movie this weekend and brought me back some movie theater popcorn and oh it's just better it's so good <laughs> I, was I miss like, movie popcorn oh it really even like you know three hours old it was so good <laughs> but i agree with mike and i think we've discussed this before like you know Hollywood is the movie capital of the world and we didn't make use of any of the locations really we didn't pay homage to cinema we didn't there wasn't even a single mention of the art like I don't know why I was kind of expecting that kind of hoping but yeah, yeah, or the Cinerama Dome, especially oh, like a, yeah. iconic. I mean, if we're talking about I- iconic LA structures, how do you not do a moment talking about the Cinerama Dome? And and sort of this is an example of what we need to save our history, our you know our our you know shared history as as moviegoers and movie lovers, and as just you know you know community. You know, that's that bummed me out that that just there wasn't that conversation. I don't think there was even really an acknowledgement of like, it was really hard this year, guys. (laughs) Like, just (laughs) something as simple as like. Well, Regina did in the opening, I feel. I mean, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, it was just kind of like, yeah, rough year. We're going to look different. And uh, here, let me give you the most written script of all time. Every presenter will just say as much as possible. And. Like they were like so it it was just it was I, I don't know if it was ill conceived or like ill advised or maybe they maybe just uh, you know ideas just sound better in your head and then when it was executed they're like wait maybe maybe this wasn't a good idea you, you know what it lacked it lacked heart like this year they really needed heart and it just didn't la- it didn't have any of that. They had, I, I wrote in my column, they had a get out of jail free card and never have I seen something revoked so fast. Oh, just talking about the locations. I think we, we've missed an opportunity to say that you could see some of these great locations in the pre-show when Clayton Davis in his snazzy suit was standing outside the Dolby Theater. This is very true. So crowded. <laughs> so crowded there. 
Like it's like Times Square. I was like, yeah, guys. I tried to say hi. I, I literally did a drive by and I could, there was nowhere to pull over. I, I don't know why. I thought it would be like roped off or something. Oh, Clayton, if you think that's so many people, wait till you I, move no, here. No, no, listen, <laughs> I, I'm from New York, so I know yeah, crowds, yeah. But, I, but I'm thinking like just like in pandemic mode, I was like, why are all of you here? Like, go, yeah. right. go home. I was like, didn't, I was like, didn't, I was like, didn't Newsom say like June 15th? It is April. <laughs> I yeah. think they spotted one mask the whole ceremony, and that was an Aaron Sorkin's table. Oh, oh. yeah. Let's address that. Uh, Soderbergh saying mask will be a big part of this ceremony. He said that? He did in oh. the interview, in the press conference. So he said mask will be a significant part of this ceremony. Well, that was the significant moment. He cut to Aaron <laughs> Sorkin's mask on the table. I think it was his, Yeah. Oh, so when he, as, after he lost original screenplay, he was like, F this. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> He's doing they got, just they fine. Got, they got that out of the way nice and early for him, though. First and word that's of the only night. what you saw on TV, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell us what was happening. That's right. Jazz has some insider info. The press room? Okay. First of all, journalists, uh, I don't even know where to begin because Matt Donnelly, Angelique Jackson, and I covered the press room for Variety. I've covered the the press room for in person for awards daily and you know it's such a slick slickly run room when the winner comes in and they take three or four questions and somebody is kind of moderating running that room this time it was done via zoom believe it or not and there were probably 500 between four to 500 journalists from around the world repping their different outlets Beforehand, we signed in around two o'clock and there were three tech checks done. Random tech checks. Not everybody was tech checked. Poor Daniel Kalia comes in. Oscar winner. And there's, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, and the one journalist asked him what it was like working with Regina. Oh, gosh. And he, he was so gracious by... Not calling her out. <laughs> he did not call her out. Goes, I, I think he said, pardon or excuse me. Yeah. She corrects the She rephrases. She asks a completely different question. Doesn't even acknowledge anything. Um, and yeah. So that was the first like, oh, okay, moment. Then they pick somebody else. Cut to an empty chair. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. Goodness. Please, please tell me you heard Clint Eastwood talking on the yes, side. I was uh, thinking uh, the same the, thing. The, he's got to be just like throwing out like little uh, isms. He will never oh live down in the uh, chair. <laughs> yeah. And then there were, I mean, there were so many embarrassing moments. So many of, okay, look, we've all been using Zoom for a year now. And if you're a journalist, you know how to mute yourself, unmute yourself. And there was this whole, can you hear me? Am I Okay. And it was just an embarrassment uh, for the people. I felt sorry for the journalists. And Angelique, Matt, and I were trying to get questions in just to kind of show people how it was done. And poor Jun Yoon. Oh. Oh, my gosh. So she praises Brad Pitt on stage. She comes backstage after her win, and somebody dared to ask her, what does Brad Pitt smell like? <laughs> you know, I, I will say I'm going to offer a feeble defense and say that her editor 
you know, it, it might not be on the journalist. She might be have orders from an editor. But then, yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to stop because there's no difference. <laughs> I love Janelle. Well, we're, we're, I mean, were they trying to be funny? Were they playing off? I mean, because because she, I mean, that that was one of the greatest moments of the night. Was just that, like you know, the, the greatest moment of the night. Oh yeah, hands yeah. down. And she what like she she was just so wonderful. And and so I, I think that sort of maybe people felt like, oh, let's have more fun with uh, Yoo Jung. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And Mike, honestly, like the only time that we felt COVID deprive us of a moment because a hundred percent he would have kissed her in the middle of that ceremony a hundred percent it would have happened because when she said hi brad pitt he would have kissed her and it would have been the moment of the year and i would have died and it would have been great yeah well Although, i'm glad it didn't happen and you're still here with us i know yeah. <laughs> i loved his baby ponytail it was like oh Oh, Although Brad Pitt, do the homework, show up to rehearsal, like learn how to pronounce last names. The fact oh that he didn't God. get Maria Bakalova's last name right was sort of like, oh dude, you had one job. Oh, that's you're right. Brad Pitt. Yeah. I know you're Brad Pitt, so you feel like you could just like, you know, like float through life and not have to do the work now. But come on, dude. We, we need an adult disease for every ceremony. So, And I think we all, as, as people who talk to... Um, actors and creatives and do live Q&As. We all have had that moment where we've stumbled over a name, but yeah. Honestly, I didn't think Bakalova was the toughest one. (laughs) I thought they just said it in the way that, like, it was, I'm reminded of the year that uh, Mikael Haneke for Amor, I learned that it was like Mikael and not Michael Haneke. I never knew that. And they said it out and and it blew my mind and I was like, oh. I've been yeah. saying that wrong. Amanda Seyfried, right? Uh, Amanda, Amanda yes. Seyfried. If Clayton can learn it. <laughs> Anyone can. So re- real quick, I, w- I want to go in the order of which it happened, just so we can kind of hit the bases. Original screenplay, Promise Young Woman, Emerald Fennell. Off to a good start. Off to a good start. Amazing. Yeah. And she was wonderful. Like, again, yeah. you know, just She's like, the best. so like glowing on stage. Yeah. Uh, adaptive screenplay, The Father. My first upset call, it happens. And was then, it an upset? I, it seems I mean, like a, it was yeah. an upset in the sense we of... We didn't know. We didn't know. It could have, There were three, I think, strong contenders, yeah. I, I, I think it was Nomadland or The Father. I think you're right, yeah. I was, you know, rooting for Borat. I, I know think you you're right. Well, I mean, WGA winner Borat, I mean, it definitely yeah. was in the convo, but yeah. yeah, it was The Father. Hey, it was an achievement for a Borat to just get nominated, yeah. you know, and to, yeah. and to win the WGA, like, hats off to them. Uh, international feature, another round, uh, with a with a very moving speech by Thomas Vinterberg. <sighs> However, also the key moment that we knew they're not playing anyone off anymore, which I personally think is great. I mean, this is what we're here for, and give these people their moment. And sixty seconds isn't enough. And I know this is not a popular opinion. Uh, no, no, no. But listen, <laughs> Thomas Thomas Vinterberg had substance to his long yeah. speech. Yeah. yeah, other people did not. Yeah, and honestly, if if they had played him off, we would have. I mean, that was such a poignant moment. Yeah, right, uh, right. You know, yeah. So, yeah, you uh, don't do that to Thomas Vinterberg. Yeah. But then it set the precedence for what was following later. Then it's like, well, he can do seven minutes. I'm going to go seven minutes. And was it really seven minutes? Yeah, it was. It was like it was like six or seven minutes. It had to be. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. A, it was. It was a while. Best supporting actor. We can now say Academy Award winner Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Pretty great. Feels good. Yeah. Oh. Feels good. 
even though it should be it, sh- it should be lead actor Daniel Kaluuya. Also, the speech of the night. I loved his no, mother yeah. when he's talking about. Having his mother sex. having sex with his father, and she's like, "What is he going on about?" I <laughs> I was mortified, but also like, "This is the best." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, and again, that's like, uh, you know, that that's an argument for not playing people off because he started to run out of things to say. So that's when you get gold when they're just like, "I'm not going to stop talking." So now I'm just going to start yep. embarrassing myself and my family. <laughs> yep. But the, but then also, what's bad about that category is that when I learned. They're not showing Oscar clips. Yeah. We're not getting movie clips. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And how do you, that is such, that, that is the thing that gets frustrating about some, some elements of the show. Easy wins. Especially if you feel like people don't know these movies, which is the general consensus. How do you introduce them to the movies by showing them a clip? Right. Yeah, and so they did ultimately just for the best picture, best animated, best international, and, and doc. But... Yeah, yeah, they, it's so bizarre. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because you're right. Pe- people haven't seen these films, and and you know the the argument was they wanted to cut down on time, which it can make such an impact too to to show those scenes. I remember uh, watching the Oscars with a friend who had not seen Dallas Buyers Club and Matthew McConaughey's clip for uh, the Best Actor category, like really, really moved them. The, the Oscar clips are so because because it's always it's always about like you try to identify the moment like when I'm, when I'm watching a movie I'm always like that's the clip like that's why they're nominated like it's a good thing they actually showed Kaluuya's Oscar clip during Best Picture because yeah. I I am a revolutionary speech but it was just. It was, it was, again, just very jarring. I literally said, you know, back in October, I was like, there's a moment in The Father where you see Anthony Hopkins win the Oscar. And I was like, that's the moment that they, they could have shown. And yeah. The last scene, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That last one take. Well, yep. I, want my, I want my mommy. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been, and, and people would have understood then probably more. In the end, but I think most people do get it. Like, uh, yeah, I, okay, I don't, I don't no, think anyone knows what the I'm, father is. I'm again being optimistic, but I, I think we're too insulated in LA, New yeah. York. Like, people do not know what the father is. Look, there was five brilliant performances in that. Yeah, category. no, there were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom first black winners. Mia Neal, Jamika Wilson. So happy. Also, something that the announcer could have said and informed the audience about. Yep. Okay, this is this is where I show how tired I am. Was there an announcer? There was some uh, voiceover. I, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I remember at one point uh, they even said like we're actually on time. That's no, they right. didn't. Yeah. <gasps> it was. Oh my god, I missed early, that. You early never want to say that. You're you're jinxing oh. it so badly right there. <laughs> well, what could uh, possibly go wrong? Oh, they probably said that right before trivia. Oh. Uh, um, costume design, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Roth, oldest female winner in Oscar history, short of James Ivory by about six months. Go Anne Roth, second Oscar winner. And go Ma Rainey, walking away with two Oscars. Like, nice distribution amongst the Best Picture nominees throughout the night. Yep. And then we get to director, the eighth award, I'm sorry, what, what, this is the fifth award of the night, or eighth or whatever. Yeah. So early in the show, first half, we decided to give a moment to Chloe Zhao. Can I just say now, in retrospect, how the treatment of Chloe Zhao and Nomadland in this whole Oscar ceremony is so unappreciated by me. Like, I feel like they got robbed of 
every moment that could have belonged to them because it was historic for them. But instead they chase another moment that didn't happen. You could have ended on director and achieved what you were looking for. It was more of an assured thing. Yeah. Also great speech, by the way. Great that, speech. She, yeah. She had a fantastic. I think she, I think she might've had my favorite speech of the night. That was like with substance, not like talking about your mom and dad doing it. <laughs> that has substance. Come on. That's very important. I mean, Yojung Jung's speech yep. was pretty strong. Yeah, yeah it was great. It was that great. was one of my favorites. Um, sound with the sound of metal. I Yay. am now I am now gonna put this out there for the Academy. I hope you're listening. Stop getting people from the movie to present the Oscar to the artisan from the movie. Oh, I did not like that. Riz Ahmed should not have given, and they've done that a few times. Like there are, there there's a multitude of celebrities everywhere. Like Riz could have done director if you wanted to. Like you don't need to, you don't need that to happen in sound. Well, then you'd have Bong Joon Ho giving out sound if Riz does director. I mean, no, 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 yeah, I like Bong giving out director, but like I just hate people from like Jack Nicholson. He gave out um, The Departed that year, and he was in it. You know, I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, the expression on Riz Ahmed's face before he announced it, when he opened that envelope, oh, and I yeah. knew it had won, I, in some it, ways, it was It was worth pretty it. good. You know what it yeah. reminded yeah. me of? It reminded me of, uh, ladies and gentlemen, The weekend. <laughs> 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 ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. <laughs> that, yeah. uh, and that uh, was a cool, the, the, there was that cool shot. I do remember that shot of then the camera person zooming in on the, the envelope. Oh, yeah. That was a great shot. So, yeah. There you go. There was, there was your movie. Yeah. <laughs> there was some, movie there was some really good cinematography <laughs> happening. Uh, live action short, Two Distant Strangers, first black winner of that category with uh, Trayvon Free. Another great speech. Yep. Animated short film, If Anything Happens, I Love You. That's where my gamble of the night did not pay off. Oh, really? What did you yeah. bet on? I, I, I went with opera. Wow. O- opera had a lot of support, and yeah. I thought it was going yeah. to do it. Although people I mean, wanted something yeah. a little happier, quote unquote. My happy option was Borrow, but I wasn't. I was oh. like, I don't think it's got enough. I, I don't think Borrow was very good. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good I, at I all. I feel bad saying that, but. Because I, I, when it got nominated, I was like, that's a really weird way to spell out. Because out is so much better. <laughs> oh, out was beautiful. Yes, out is oh, gorgeous. Beautiful. If you yeah. haven't seen it, watch it. It's on yeah. Disney Plus. Yep. Um, animated feature film Soul. Sal. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, my pick, but no one's going to argue with that. Not my pick either. Yeah. But also, Academy. Other tidbit. Let's allow co-directors to get Oscars. Yeah. I think it's really yeah. sucky that Ken Powers isn't there, and that Pete Doctor. Thanks their inclusion consultant or diversity consultant. And I think that's a doesn't aesthetically look nice. Okay, I thought co-directors meant they did the same amount of work as or was Pete Doctor Director and Camp was co-director. Yes, which Uh, I then then I don't understand really what the difference is though. And he was right there. There was that debate on Twitter too, like what does that mean, co-director in animation? It's 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 confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, documentary short subject, Colette. And that's where things went askew on my Oscar reactions. That's my (laughs) my first wrong one. Did we all have a conversation, a concerto as a conversation? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny. That was the one I felt the best about. And the least, the one I felt least about was two distant strangers. And that's the one I got. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, also snubbed in this category, the Speed Cubers on Netflix. Watch oh, it. I love it's great. that movie. Love yeah. It. Doc feature, my octopus teacher. Yay. Yep. Listen, I I like it very much, very very much. In 238 movies submitted, I can't believe that's the one we ended up on in the end. Well, I mean, my favorite wasn't even nominated, so mine, yeah, mine too, yeah, sure. same. But that's the Doc Branch doing what the Doc Branch yeah. does. Doc's got a yeah. Doc. <laughs> Visual effects, Tenant. Also, something I noticed, and I don't know if you guys know, there were no standing ovations, and in visual effects. I didn't realize that the other nominees were in another location. So when yeah. they stood up, I cursed out loud and said, this is what we're going to stand for <laughs> and not stand for Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> and then I realized it was the other nominees. So. Were they going to speak and they cut them off? I, I couldn't tell. Or maybe they, actually they I, weren't on a mic. So maybe they were just standing. I don't know what yeah. they were doing. Thus, actress in a supporting role, Yuzhen Yoon, Minari. Hmm. <laughs> Feels great good. Best speech of the great, night. Great moment. Good. Second Asian woman winner in acting. So long overdue. So good. Ah, we just we just take in that moment. It's nice. Uh, production design, Mank. Not surprising. Cinematography, Mank. Surprising. Oh, surprising but deserved. I went with ASC in the end. Yeah, it was a Mank attack. It was a Mank attack. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> It's not a, listen, of all Manx nominations, that is an indisputable one in cinematography. It is yeah, gorgeous. And Eric right. Messerschmidt's first feature film. Yeah. As a cinematographer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Nomadland, Joshua James Richards, just, oh, it's crazy. Listen, He'll be back. And, and the, 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 yeah, he, uh, hopefully. Uh, listen, um, ASC, his loss at ASC wasn't surprising. One is that ASC always gets it wrong. But two, Joshua James Richards is not a member of ASC. So I, so we all figured that that they had a bias, but uh, they they fell in love with Bank. So there you and go. he won, he'd won every single award up to ASC. Yeah, what's funny is that BAFTA got everything right except for cinematography. Yeah. Really, it, which is crazy. I don't think they've ever matched that much. Uh, film editing, Sound of Metal. I think we all got that one. Yep. Yep. Oh, now in Chicago Seven. You in Chicago? Stuck. With, I that's, been what, ace. that's what I knew it was over. <laughs> over oh, Chicago 7. Yeah. The only Best Picture nominee to walk away empty-handed, which yeah. is crazy considering a lot of people were predicting it for Best Picture. By the way, was that uh, film editing? Was that uh, Harrison Ford's uh, yes. time? <laughs> yes, it was his. Harrison Ford working on his, his tight five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love one that man. man. His, his one-man show is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I love him. Uh, original score, Sal. 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 It was always Sal. John Batiste, second uh, black man to win that category. Crazy stuff. Technically, Prince is not an Oscar winner for original score. People argued with me about that. He won a best original song score, which is not a category anymore. And it wasn't oh, wow. like I didn't this realize or that. Else. Yeah. He's the first, uh, John Batiste is the first one since uh, round, round Midnight, 1986. Oh, gosh, that movie. Crazy stuff. Uh, original song, Fight for You, Judas and the Black Messiah. Also wow. sent my predictions askew. Yeah. But I think everybody Yeah, I think everyone got this wrong, probably. I wanted Husavik, but I thought it would be Speak Now, which is also a worthy winner. I mean, actually they were yeah. all good nominees, so Diane Warren goes home empty handed. 
Again. for 12, Glenn Close 0 for 8. I want them to have a like a party together. Glenn Close still won the night though with she her at, with, with her, her butt. Back, back the butt. Up, do it doing the butt. Her shout out to Spike Lee. Oh my god. Can, can I just say something my wife Jessica said when Glenn Close started dancing that was hilarious. She called me and she goes, I don't know why when I thought she stood up, I thought she was gonna be like really, really good at like dancing. Like she thought she was like really gonna start twerking or something. I was like, <laughs> she's 72. Like I was that worried was, that she even I stood up. She was great. Yeah, yeah. she was. No, I, I think she thought I think she thought she was gonna be more TikTok-ish in, oh, the, gotcha. in the moment. <laughs> I think her expectations were not good. <laughs> she was gonna like bust into like a full Mads Mickelson another yeah. round finale oh dance. My God. Oh my god, that would have been incredible. Uh, th- then we get to best picture, Nomad Land. Well deserved. The first of Francis McDormand's Oscars that night. Mm-hmm. And the one and only time in my entire career, I have my year in advance predicted Best Picture winner win Best Picture. That was actually the reason I thought it might not win because it's been I'm a long wrong. season. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not, Mr. Winner of Two Pools. Um, he, this is how Clayton makes money for the year. He just enters Oscar pools around the country. <laughs> That's how I'm moving to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> No, it it sustained. You know, it was the early front runner, and, and it sustained it throughout. And yeah. you know, it is not what I think people would necessarily think of as an Oscar movie. So it really is such an achievement. I'll say something controversial, and I'll say it as someone who says Nomadland's his favorite film of the year. If this was a regular season, like parties, like standard year, I don't think Nomadland's our winner. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. I don't, it, I don't think I don't think it could do it. What do you think would have won then? Chicago 7 or Minari? I think Minari could have done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Judas and the Black Messiah might have also Ju- edged mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. In, in a regular Ju- year. Depending on when Judas opened up. And I Sound think of Metal. Sound of Metal probably yeah, could have done big, it too. Cr- a lot. Big crowd pleaser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we get to Actress. Uh, by Renee Zellweger, which is random uh, to start like doing same gender. But uh, Frances McDormand. I mean, I can't argue with it, you know? It's like, that category was crazy, could have gone anyway. You have Andre Day winning the Globe. You have Carrie Mulligan winning Spirit Award and Critics' Choice. You have Viola winning SAG, you know. I mean, you had it down to Francis and Viola. Um, I was leaning towards Viola, but, you know, Francis wasn't that big of a surprise either. I was sticking with Carrie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I, as we got closer to like the Oscar night when I when I, when I did my final uh, predictions, I felt really good it wasn't Carrie. Like I, I felt like I just knew it wasn't. I, I think it was between Andrea Viola and Francis. I think Francis won because Viola and Andrea split votes. Do you want film Twitter to attack you for that statement that you just said? Yeah, about Carrie? I, I, I was I was able to say <laughs> I, I was able to say and articulate why. Like people, there were voters that wanted to give it to a black woman. There were two black women. Yeah. You couldn't, there wasn't a consensus on who to give it to. Um, also, by the way, uh, Francis McDormand, three time now with Daniel Day Lewis and now four time overall. Um, fun fact you know, her is the youngest living Oscar winner now. Really? Isn't she was that born a in, crazy? She was born Wait, in how 1990. Old is she? she was born in 1997. What about Anna Paquin? She's older than that. Like youngest oh, you living mean Oscar. Now. Oh, now. Yeah, oh, right, right, right. At this winner. moment, the youngest yeah, person who has a statue. Right, right, right. She's 23 years old. Bananas. 
So let's talk some more about Best Actor. And then Best Actor. <laughs> as, as it was unraveling, I was like, no, it's not, it's not going to happen, right? Like, they know. <laughs> well, there's proof know. that they don't. They, if anyone they ever died. wondered. Yeah. They, they did not, not know. know. Can I tell you, um, it might be a n- nice little coda to this. I don't know if you saw my tweets. So as I think everyone knows, my mom has become obsessed with Stephen Yun <laughs> over this <laughs> season. And people wanted to know if she was okay that he didn't win. And so I jokingly texted her and she was like, well, his mother-in-law won and he looked very nice in his tux and that was all good. And I I wrote back and I was like, you know, she's not his real mother-in-law, right? (laughs) And and then my mom, let me tell you what she said. Like, I've been teasing her all season about this and, you know, not she's been sounding very momish with some of her like funny statements, you know, and this is what she said. I said, you know, she's not his real mother-in-law. And she says, yes, but they made me believe they were family and reminded me of my own. And people love it. And even if it didn't win more, that's the real win. I will always remember this one. Aww. Aww. So, Minari, congratulations. Aww, look at Aww. that. I love can, I, can I tell you the most mom thing my mom did yesterday? Was when I was doing the ABC pre-show, as soon as I came on at 10 o'clock, she called me. <laughs> and your phone is so ringing in your awesome. pocket. It starts ringing, and oh then, my God. And like, but my thank God I had it on vibrate. It was on ring ring, but, I, but the thing started moving, and it just like I looked down real quick. I was like, oh my God! So then, as soon as like we were on break, uh, commercial break, I texted my wife. Can you tell my mom to stop calling me? Whoa. And then, and then she said, Oh, wait, are you there? I'm like, Yes, I'm at the Oscars. She says, I thought you were home. I'm like, I'm at the Oscars. Oh, I thought maybe she was calling calling to say, I see you on TV. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, She was like, Uh, I thought you were here. I thought you pre-recorded it. I was like, no, I'm there. Oh, my gosh. That was the most mom thing that she did. Um, so Clayton, talk about the experience, by the way, uh, that, that, uh, that was very cool seeing you and Wags. And, and I do love that you actually referred to her on camera as Wags, as Wags. at one point. Which my <laughs> wife, my wife texted me and she was like, you know, you called her Wags on TV, right? I was like, yes. I was like, I will that, do you that. You were planning that. That, that, yeah, that was, I was like, I was like, see, I do it. Um, no, it was, listen, it was, it was really great. It was, it was fun. It, you know, I, I was as nervous as I thought I was going to be. It was very appropriate that I would finally make it to the Oscars and they wouldn't be there at the Dolby Theater. <laughs> it was like the most Clayton thing that could happen. So, hey, you and Cranston, uh, right? Was it? Yeah, you see? Me and Cranston oh, were yeah. there. Yeah. When I saw him, I was like, was he there? I was like, and I knew it was pre recorded. <laughs> but I was like, if he was there, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, come on. Uh, but no, no it, it was it was it was fun. I got to give some really good uh, bits. I, and I got to set the world up for the Chadwick loss. Because they asked me, like, is there any way Chadwick loses? And I got to explain everything. And then uh, Chris Connolly was like, Clayton, you're making me nervous. I know, <laughs> I, I saw him yeah. saying that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was glad I set the tone. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I, think I, I think I saved the Academy, like, single handedly. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> you did. Go with that and story. you met that Oscar, the Oscar fan, that woman who's like, oh, right that now. was adorable. Vivian. Yes. Go to Clayton's Instagram where he posted the photo of him and superfan yeah. Vivian. I've never experienced love at first sight. And it was like, <laughs> there's a woman that she's Oscar's biggest fan. She had pieces of the red carpet sewed to her wow. jean jacket. Wow. But everyone knows her and evidently she's like, kind of a crazy person around there. <laughs> like that's always there. But I thought she was delightful. I was like, I will run away with you. I'm moving and, and here you, soon. 
you are having her design your your outfit for next year's so. Oscars. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That's, like like I can never top that. It was it was Oh, incredible. you said next year's Oscars. Oh, oh good lord. Oh my gosh. <laughs> can can I, can we just talk about how the men's fashion this year, the Oscars was Coleman like, Domingo. Incredible. Coleman Domingo and Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie Odom Jr. Oh yeah. Actually, oh, moral of the story, don't dress up like an Oscar because you don't win an Oscar. Unless you're Meryl Streep, as Jazz pointed out. I posted that and people were going crazy on Or that, Sandra but, Bullock. Uh, she wore gold the year she won. Did she? Yeah, it was a gorgeous dress. Yeah. Um, Alan Kim was very cute. But Alan Kim, oh, Alan Kim is, I'm miss him this season. That's the, that's the takeaway of this season is Alan Kim. Alan Kim. And also Stephen Young. And my mom is looking forward to now watching Walking Dad. As she texted. <laughs> oh my god. Does she know it's ending finally? Uh, no, she didn't even know it existed because I was keeping it from her. And then when she went in for her surgery recently, I was like, just so you know, when you get out, there's a whole series with Stephen Young. And, but she was too out of it to like really watch it. So she texted me and said like, I'm ready to watch the walking dad show now. <laughs> oh, just, just like his final season. Don't have her watch it. That's it, what everyone it, says. It gets, I'm going to tell yeah, her it ends at it what? Gets, four or five. Is this, is this final season also the fake, fake death season? Is that the same uh, yeah, season? He, first they fake kill him. Right? When they fake and killed then, him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it's the, it's still the most bloody, gruesome killing. Yeah. It's all seen on TV. And then, yeah. yeah. That fake that fake out death is also one of the worst moments of walk. I mean, Walking Dead falls off the rails pretty early on, but that is one of the like cheapest moments. It was that season that things really started to. A lot of the audience walked away, especially after the Glenn death. Um, hey, I do want to give a shout out to Questlove. You know, we talked about things oh, we great. didn't like mm-hmm. uh, about the ceremony, but I mean, his music selections were all like on point uh you know just just he was fantastic the electric company for Rita moreno right come how about on the, how about the reggaeton horn followed by nine to five mm-hmm. now, brilliant my one note was when he started playing nine to five like the producer should have then cut to dolly parton actually administering a vaccine to someone <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like come on like Consult me next year. Yeah, <laughs> consult me next year. I got ideas. Yeah, I like I, I like a DJ instead of a traditional composer. Like I, we can switch it up. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. And good thing he didn't try to like play them off. Like you know, someone's giving an impassioned speech. He's like, too bad they had to let him hold that bag of flaming crap at the end to end the like. He's like, okay, thanks, bye, guys. I don't know. I don't remember how the show ended because I was freaking out and then. I didn't record it, and, and I can't find online. I just see Joaquin Phoenix saying good night, and is is that it? That was it. It sort of just ended, right? Yep. It was very Sopranos. Well, that's why I think again we we see we need the importance of a host. Yeah, a host would have been needed this this year. Yeah, I, I do think, and 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 yeah, I, I, I they're going to have to bring one back next year. You just you have to have a host. Michael Schneider is available. I, no, I say bring back Harrison Ford. And make the show like seven hours long. Seven hours long. <laughs> It'd be, be worth it. He'd be so mad by the end, though. He'd be okay at the beginning. <laughs> by the end, he's cursing everyone. I was like, shut up. Get off stage. Stop thanking your agent. <laughs> or how about this? You have Brad Pitt, and then the entire night he just mispronounces everyone's name. <laughs> and that sort of becomes the meme. And people tune in because, like, how's he going to mispronounce the next uh, yeah. <laughs> batch of actors? You all are joking, but these are great ideas for hosts. I, know, I, I, the Oscars. I would like to be on the Oscar planning committee. 
All right. Well, I think we've got a right plan. Here. First meeting. <laughs> we'll meet next Friday, guys. <laughs> no, too soon. <laughs> no, because we have Emmys. Emmys are happening. Emmys are <laughs> happening. So continue to tune into this podcast. Just beginning. Emmy coverage. Here we go. Nonstop. <laughs> so. Nonstop with those hits of yesterday and today. Exactly. <laughs> hey, everyone, go get some sleep. Happy Oscars, everyone. Yes. It was fun. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode, and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Janelle Riley, Jazz Tanke, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.